Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here's your host, Glenise. Hello and welcome to The Glenise Show with myself, Glenise Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this week's show is Are You All In? And what that was inspired by was this past weekend, I spent uh, four days as a dance auntie (laughs) with my two nieces, one who is 11 and one is uh, turning nine very soon. And it was such a cool experience and I've actually done this this is my third year in a row Uh, they always have a dance festival up near where I live and they come and stay here and we just have an awesome time and this was the first time I really noticed the difference on the stage between the dancers there were some that were there maybe their parents wanted them to be there or maybe they just thought it was fun to do or maybe they had to because you know they signed up for dance and uh, they had to finish out the year like I'm not really sure there was just that but then there was the dancers who the way I describe it is were are all in like they are all And when they are on stage, you see nobody else. They are so in. And by that, I mean like they embody it. So with the dancing, if you've never watched it or seen it, um, you know, like the song tells a story a lot of times. And then, you know, the dancer is to portray that story. I mean, this is my take on it. Not a professional dancer. uh, But my take on it is there to portray that story through their movement, through their facial expressions, um, and, and through their, their being, really. And the dancers who did that, oh my God. And there, there was one in particular, and she was actually from the dance studio that my nieces dance at, and like, whoa, whoa, I could not look at anybody else. And I tried, because I saw her in so many dances. So I would be like, okay, so let's, you know, let's watch other people too, because I never saw her dance by herself. She was always in a group. Uh, And doesn't mean she didn't, because I didn't watch all the dances. Uh, That would have been a lot. Let me tell you, this is a crazy thing. Anyway, so every time, and I, I just couldn't, I could not not watch her. She was so all in and it just really got me like looking at my life in terms of where am I all in and where am I not because I mean you're just pulled and it's it's an energy pull she was literally well maybe I don't know if literally is the correct term here but energetically pulling us to watch her but not from the need to be watched not from desperation Not from anything except that she loved what she was doing. And no, she was being it. She was being whatever role she was on stage with. And and she played all the roles. I mean, all the different songs, all the different types of dance. It was amazing. And what I also was excited about, and not that, you know, I should have a point of view. And it was really exciting to see my oldest niece was being that also. Like she she beat it on that stage. Now my youngest niece, I mean she did awesome, don't get me wrong, but she it just wasn't it just wasn't that. And and the ones who were all in, oh my goodness, you know, and and I mean my oldest niece, she spends hours every week she has one evening that is four hours of dance and loves it like she does not need to be there her parents do not force her to go Uh, I mean if she signed up for something she would probably require to finish it but no she and she will probably add more dances next year like that is how much she loves it and she'll probably do a solo next year and like and I can just she just bees it and not bees it like 
Yeah, she bees the role, um, and the funnest one to watch her uh, was in the hip hop because they're like this gangster attitude, or maybe it's gangsta attitude. Don't know what the kids say nowadays, and and she beat it. And even when they went out after, so after each section of dances, they get adjudicated. So then all of the dancers who were in that section go and stand on stage, and the adjudicator comes up and and gives them suggestions and gives them awards and all sorts of things. And uh, when she walked out, like to get adjudicated, everybody else is just walking out, you know, in a line as they're supposed to do. But she came out with the gangsta attitude and she like she just she just bead it. And it was so, so enticing to watch and so inviting. Like it really is this space, at least for me, of like being me you know she was she was playing a role on that stage and she was being her in that role and and the same with that other dancer and there were many others those were just the two that of course really really stuck out for me um and I asked my sister like about the the gal who um the other gal not my niece and I just said like I because I knew she was graduating this year from high school so I, I just said with that talent, I mean, I really would love to hear she's going to do something with that. Like, you know, I, and again, interesting point of view that I have an idea that somebody should do something with that. Uh, but the thought of her just going off and, you know, taking some college or university and something and not, not taking that further was just like, oh, but she said, no, she's, she's actually got a scholarship to um, a really elite uh, dance studio or not school or something. Anyway, so like, it's like that, like, and so I was just so looking at that as like, where am I all in? And where am I just on stage, hoping the time will pass basically is kind of how I would describe the other dancers. And of course, there's everything in between, but you you get the idea of where I'm coming from. And it's like, it's no different than the energy that we talk about in, in classes of committing to your life. Like being all in in your life. And what we would look at is like, where, where do you have your back doors open, basically? Where do you have one foot in and one foot out? And that's kind of like, not kind of, that is the energy. When I, when I was watching specifically those two dancers, it was like they, they are there. They are aggressively present. They are, they are being them. And again, yes, they're playing a role, but they're being them in that role. And they're there. Like, they are there. There's nobody that could um, distract them off of the stage where the other dancers who weren't, I would say, all in in the same way that I saw these gals, it would be like if, um, if there was noise in the audience, they would get distracted by that. If they're, I don't know, maybe they had a... Um, a bra on and one of their bra straps was you know kind of going down their arm they would be distracted by that like there's these things that would would take them out of what they're choosing in that moment compared to those who are all in those who are fully committed to their life and living those distractions become irrelevant and one of my nieces was telling well I think they were, we were all talking about it and they were saying how when you're on stage, you can't actually stop and do anything. Like if you, and my one niece said, like, if you get a wedgie, you can't even stop and take that out. Like you, you just keep dancing. And, and it was like, like, like that, like, what if, what if we allowed nothing, not even a wedgie to distract us? Like, what if we kept dancing? What if we kept creating? Like, whatever area of your life or areas of your life that you don't feel like you're all in, what if you started by not allowing anything to distract you? Now, with some of that, it might be worth looking at what is actually going on. Like, it could be, let's say you are 
and say you're running a business and you don't feel like you're all in in the business, you might want to look at that. Is the business something you desire? You know, because the same thing as the, some of the kids. It was like, I'm not sure if they're really even there for them. It could be for their parents. It could be because they started and they weren't allowed to quit when they didn't weren't interested anymore. I mean, there's a variety of reasons, right? So you want to look at that for yourself. If, that, if you've started a business and you're not all in, before you kind of jump into, okay, I'm all in no matter what it takes, like before you go there, you might want to look at, okay, so what is this? Like, what is this that's actually going on? And it could be that you started it so you feel like you have to continue it. It could be that uh, maybe there's the points of views of the fear of success or the fear of failure. You just want to get really curious with what that is first. And then once you have that cleared, then look at, okay, so let's say it is, um, maybe you had some points of views that business is hard or business is hard work or you have to work hard to create a business. So you change those points of views and then you can look at, okay, so what would it take to be all in? Like, what does that even, what does that even look like for you? And I don't necessarily mean you have to figure it, well, I don't mean you have to figure it out. And there is that, like, what is that that you're maybe not doing or that you are doing that isn't contributing or what do you need to put in place? You know, I've talked a lot, especially this year, 2019, uh, in, in various radio shows about creation, about creating the habits, about what's required. And so if you go back to all of them, even last week's show was about the missing step uh, to ask and receive, like, what do you need to put in place to to create that? And again, I mean, I look at those girls and I don't mean that you have to, and I say girls, you know what, There's there was men and boys there also, so I don't mean to, to but I'm, the two dancers, they were both females um, that, I, that I'm speaking of. And so, you know, they were putting hours and they have been putting hours and they will continue to put hours uh, into their into their art, into, into that. And I don't mean you have to do that. It's like if you want to be all in that you have to, you know, do 10 hours a week or 40 hours a week or anything, you just want to look at if you don't want to. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what I find with some people, uh, and I'm going to continue with the business example, is when they are looking at how they can do less of it because they don't enjoy it. And so I don't mean like when in business you're looking at, okay, how can I work smarter, not harder? That's different. But when they're literally looking at how can they do less of their business because they don't enjoy it, that's when, again, you want to go back to like, what is this? Now, it may not be yours. It may be points of views, whatever. But you just want really want to look at that because a lot of times we have the point of view that if we start something, we have to finish it. Or maybe we've created a really successful business and we no longer desire to play in it. We might not even let ourselves know that because of the points of views of this reality of everything that if you, if you have something, especially if it's successful, you have to keep going with it instead of like, hey, does this work for me anymore? Is this fun for me? Like really in that space of curiosity and wonder and all of that energy just being with, and all of it, I mean, I'm using business as an example, but we could be talking about relationships. We could be talking about alternative revenue streams. We could be talking about stuff with your body. I mean, all of it fits. You want to be looking at if you're not all in, what is that? And if what you're doing to be all in isn't getting you out of bed in the morning, isn't exciting you, isn't, uh, isn't just really joyful for you, what is that? And again, we don't want to go to the assumption that, oh, well, then I'm not interested. I don't like it. I should quit. Like none of that. It's like there, there's so much, there's so many other things it could be. And it might be that. So if you've got resistance to that, you also want to look at that. And I remember that years ago for myself with business, uh, I really had to look at that because I was like, there's no way I could ever stop it. There's no, I always have to do it. This is, you know, this is the answer. This is the way. And just realizing how much that was 
sticking me from actually even feeling like I had choice. It was like, well, this is the way it has to be. Well, as soon as you tell me that, <laughs> and quite likely as soon as someone tells you that, then there's, there's all this crazy resistance. There's this, this ridiculousness instead of, hey, I could choose either way. I could choose to, um, to continue with it. I could choose to stop it. I could choose a billion other things. There's so many different choices. So once you give yourself the choice, now this is kind of where it gets a little bit, um, where you, you just want to be really aware with it because there's the choice, there's the space of the choice and all of that. But you also want to do it from choice, not from having a back door open. And so by having a back door open, what that would mean in business would be, okay, I'm going to put this, I'm going to launch this uh, offer, whatever it is, let's say it's a telecall series, I'm going to launch this. If it doesn't go, if I don't have 200 participants, then I'm quitting. Like that's the energy of having a back door open. Or if you've ever been in a relationship and you've said to the person, you either need to change or I'm leaving, or maybe you say this needs to change or I'm leaving, that is often the energy of a back door too. Because you've basically got one foot in and one foot out. Now that doesn't mean you stay in, you know, bad relationships or abusive relationships or anything. You just want to look at that. Like if you're all in in that relationship, then the question may be, what is it going to take to change this? Not if this changes, I'm leaving. So there's a difference, at least for me, there's a difference in that. And I know because I was not all in in my marriage for a long, long time. Uh, Yeah, it really wasn't until uh, probably in the last five years that I realized, one, I had a billion back doors open in so much of my life, and, and my marriage was one of them, when it was like, all right. And, and it's not that I had to choose to, have, to be all in in my marriage. It was like, I have to choose one way or the other, because having that back door open in any area is very exhausting. Because you're always just waiting. You're always kind of, in a sense, on the fence, Instead of like, hey, okay, this this feels yummy. I'm all in. Let's go. And then you might find from that choice to be all in that it doesn't work and that you're going to change it. And and that then and that's cool. So that's the other thing is being all in or committing to your life or marriage or to and committing to your marriage doesn't necessarily mean, at least to me, that I've committed to hubby. I've committed to me in the marriage which would mean that if he did something that didn't work for me, then I take care of me. So I don't tell him he needs to change it. I look at, hey, this is what he's choosing. And let's say it's something he's chose for 20 years. Then I get to choose based on what he's choosing. So I don't ask him to change. I look at what I require and I choose based on that. So I commit to me in the marriage. I commit to me in the business. I commit to me in my money. I commit to me. Like, so it's, it's a different energy than committing to the other thing or to the person. Because once we do that, there becomes this, um, often this kind of powerlessness or this victim. Like I committed to the marriage and then he was a jerk, you know, that sort of stuff. It's like, no, commit to you in whatever you're doing. And are you willing to put those hours in? Yeah, again, you know, I use the the analogy of the dancers. You know, 10, 12, 14, 100 hours a week, whatever it might be. Are you willing to basically do whatever it takes to create it, to have it, to be it? And that's ultimately what I see in those dancers, the ones who, you know, what I would call are all in, is that they're doing whatever it takes their bra strap might fall, doesn't matter, they're going. Um, there was actually one, and I'm not sure, this, what it looked like to me was an earring that was on stage, uh, just on like things, of course, fall as you're dancing and all that, and it looked like an earring. And I mean, those, some of those dances, they're sliding all around, or they're you know jumping and landing on their bum, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, they could have this earring, like, oh my gosh, and, and they didn't miss a beat, they didn't, they didn't stop it, they didn't, uh, you know, kind of dance around it, they just beat it on stage, now maybe they didn't see it, I'm not sure, um, and then it, it occurred for about two dances, and then somebody who had seen it, uh, you know, went and took it off, but it was just like, whoa, 
like so aggressively present that even an earring on stage that they could poke themselves with is not taking them out of their game. Like what would it take to be that um, present? Yes. All right. We are off to break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenise.net Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit gleniseshughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E, Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking all about, are you all in? Basically, are you willing to commit to your life you're living and everything in it? And, you know, again, I mean, I've just been looking at this so much since the dance festival. And, like, what does it actually take? And one of the things for myself was, like, really getting out of the energy of victim. And I know that, I mean, I've done countless radio shows on that topic. And it is an energy that I am extremely aware of. And sometimes that extreme awareness of it, uh, you know, I buy it as my mine and kind of play that, that victim or, you know, this is just the way it is. I tried really hard, but it didn't work. Or, you know, like that sort of energy. I mean, I'm kind of exaggerating right now, but it does kind of sometimes feel like that. So when I was looking at like, what does it actually take to be all in in every area of my life like that was the energy that had to go really because you can't be all in (laughs) and playing a victim they just it's just impossible and so you know that for myself and that might be something that that you want to look at too if that's a familiar energy for you because if you look at those dancers let's say and I mean I'm just I'm just using it as an example like you know, they probably have a sore foot or a sore toe or they, you know, might not feel that good that day or there might be, you know, stress in a relationship or there's, there's tons of things that are going on in everybody's life and they still show up, they be present and they don't allow any excuse basically to stop them. Now, again, I mean, I'm really generalizing, but I just want to kind of give you that, that energy. It's like, huh, what would it be like if we never used excuses again? Now, I'm pretty good at not using excuses verbally. Like, I'm pretty aware of what I'm saying to people or out loud where I maybe haven't been willing to be as aware is kind of what's going on in my head when I'm talking to myself but not really paying attention you know like the 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 brain or the mind is just going and going and going and that's one thing that I'm really choosing to change is to be even even more aggressively present with that because that's that's no different than saying it out loud 
So just because I'm not saying it out loud doesn't mean that it's not, you know, because it's going on in my head that I'm not actually creating more of that. So it's like, what about those excuses, whatever they are, however you're using them, if you're using them, uh, you know, what if, what if that was never, ever, ever a choice again? Yeah. <laughs> like imagine what, and, and maybe just, this might be easier. Just pick one area of your life that you're aware as I'm talking that you're not you're not all in, you're not fully committed and you'd like to be and you're aware it's just been points of views or silliness or whatever. So like be present with that area right now and what would your life and living be like if you never used another excuse in that area ever again? <sighs> yeah. So it's interesting to me like I, I have a lot of information. I have a lot of, you know, my own experiences and awarenesses and all these amazing tools and all of this stuff. And it's interesting to me that there's still times where I'll choose, in a sense, I'll choose against myself. I'll choose maybe to play in that victim or to, uh, to distract myself with something. And I know I ask this question all the time. You guys have heard it a million times and I'm going to ask it again. And, you know, it's, it's totally up to you if you would like to, you know, be honest with yourself about it. But what is the value? Like truly, what is the value of distracting you from choosing what will create greater? Yeah. Now, some of you might be new to this show. Some of you might think, what a horrible question. Of course, there's no value. And this is one thing that I'm going to tell you that I know for sure. If we are choosing it, there is some sort of value. I can guarantee you that there is some sort of value because we choose it. Now, that value isn't logical. I mean, maybe every once in a while it is, but for the most part, it's some sort of bizarre uh, point of view or reasoning or justification that we've picked up along the way. Maybe we've taken it on from somebody else. Maybe we've, um, yeah, we're mimicking, so whatever, it doesn't matter. We're taking it and we are utilizing it and we're living it, but then our cognitive self <laughs> is going... What in the actual fuck is going on here? <laughs> and so I, this is why the question of what is the value? Like, what is the value? And, and let's ask this question. So what is the value of not being all in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what is that for you? And there sometimes isn't words, and sometimes there is regardless of what it is that comes up, just clear it, you know? So I, I use the tools from Access Consciousness, so I use the clearing statement from Access Consciousness. You can use that if that works for you. You can use anything. Whatever, whatever you use to change points of views or belief systems, whatever, to clear that. Because it's just, it's just that in that moment. You don't, it's not real. It's not there because it has to be. It's not there because it is a value. <laughs> it's actually just a crazy point of view that just requires to be cleared. And a lot of times, even just having that awareness of what it is, is often enough to change it. And doing something as a kind of a clearing of it will create a lot for you also. So just follow what you know with that. But really, what is the value of not being all in? <sighs> yeah. So it's funny, one of the energies that comes up when I, when I ask that is this energy of, like, then I'm free. Like, th there's this, like, oh, well, if I'm not all in, then I have choice, or I have more choice, or I have more possibilities, which is a really bizarre energy, uh, because it's actually again, what I know cognitively, it's actually the exact opposite. If I'm not all in, I don't have as many possibilities. I'm not, no, I'm not as aware of the possibilities as I would be if I was all in. I don't have the choices because I, I'm basing my choice. If I'm not all in, I'm then basing my choice 
on not being all in. Whereas if I was all in, then it involve it also includes the choice to to not like to to step out or to change it or to stop. Whereas if I'm not all in, I don't have that choice. Yeah, (laughs) I know. It's a little bit of a mind fuck. I get it. Uh, And and don't worry, you don't have to do you don't have to understand it, but just be present with that information. And remember, you know, if it feels light and expansive, and and that's true for you, if there's a heaviness from, um, I was gonna say, like, sometimes we can have a heaviness because it doesn't align with our conclusions. So you want to be aware of that. You just want to check in. You know, is this is this true for me? If it's not, that's totally cool. That's that that's totally cool. You don't have it doesn't have to be true for you. You just want to recognize if it is. And then maybe the cognitive kind of information or all the gobbledygook I was just talking about will make sense down the road. And maybe it won't. I know a lot of people like to listen to the radio shows while they sleep or a few times to kind of receive all of the information and the energy that goes on during a show. So whatever is required. But just know that if that energy came up for you, and it maybe didn't, but boy, it was sure loud for me, uh, was that it's a huge lie a huge lie that if I have one foot out and one foot in I can always leave like I'm in a sense in that energy I'm I can't there's not that choice there's not as many uh, possibilities there's lots of energy put on being out (laughs) and when you're out you can't have the infinite awareness of if you're all in because if you're all in so let's use a a marriage, for example. So you choose to be all in. That in that choice, that might give you the awareness that hey, this actually doesn't work for me, and then you can go out. <laughs> but if you got one foot in and one foot out, chances are you're more focused on keeping yourself, uh, you know, at a distance or keeping the separation up that you wouldn't even be aware of the you know that it doesn't work for you anymore. Yeah. In Access, we have this phrase, it's called the phrasy, the phrasy craze, holy, yeah, kind of like that, the crazy phrase, and it's everything is the opposite of what it appears to be, and nothing is the opposite of what it appears to be. Yeah, and that is quite like the energy of this that, that came up with that. So let me ask it again and see if there's uh, any other energies that come up. So truth, what is the value of not being all in? You know, the next energy that comes up with that, hmm, um, it's kind of like this, I don't even know what the word would be, like, of all the lifetimes where uh, maybe we concluded that something bad happened because we were, and and that's that's a really... um, just trying to find words to the energy it's not always ease but that's kind of the energy it's like there's lifetimes that maybe we were all in and maybe somebody we love died and then we decided they died because we were all in or maybe we were all in and that person left us you know they just ended the relationship or whatever um and then you know we we decided we'll never do that again we'll never be all in again like that sort of an energy so if that's you know came up for you also you just might want to be aware of that and just kind of allow it to dissipate like uh, allow yourself to go into those places and spaces don't worry it's not a doing uh it's just a being just right now as we're talking you're already being it and just going into those spaces and places and basically un i don't know unhooking the lie or letting the lie go or unraveling the lie like it's again you're not doing anything but it's just yeah that that and you might have have you know 400,000 lifetimes like that and guess what you can do them all really quickly this isn't a big long drawn out process and of course you can use again the clearing statement if you use access consciousness tools or whatever you use to clear that but it really can just be that ease And knowing that, we don't have to create our future based on our past. We actually can create something brand new. So if there was lifetimes where that occurred, it's like, okay, cool. Now what would I like to choose? Now what would I like to choose? Because often what we're doing is we're glumping it together. 
and we're going, okay, and, and again, this is probably not cognitive, uh, especially when it's to do with other lifetimes, but okay, in 14 other lifetimes, or 14,000 or 1400, whatever, you know, I, every time I was all in, every time I had both feet in and I was totally aggressively present, something bad happened, so that will always happen. That's, that's when we glump it together. But it also can be from this lifetime. You might have experiences in this lifetime where you were, again, maybe you were totally in, in a relationship and the other person, you know, cheated on you or they left you or they lied to you or, you know, something like that. And then we kind of go, ooh. And then maybe we have another situation where maybe it was a parent who... Um, Maybe they left, you know, they, they split up with, the, with our other parent and they left. And so we start glumping all of these experiences together and saying, well, that's what happens when I'm all in. Yeah, hoo-wee. <laughs> that's what happens when I'm all in. That's what happens when I'm all in. That's what happens when I'm all in. Yeah. Oh. So all of the shiku implants and explants holding that in place from any level, layer, lifetime, universe, reality, and anywhere I haven't mentioned, will you revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, reclaim, destroy, and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, papak, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now that's a total access consciousness phrase. Uh, there was just a lot of energy on that. That's what happens when I'm all in. So when we have a phrase like that, um, it could be something like money doesn't grow on trees or kind of a cliche type of thing or something we heard a lot. And then... When we say something that has that energy, um, what happens is it's it's holding it all in place. And so when we clear it, we clear all the shiku, which is secret, hidden, invisible, invisible, covert, undisclosed, unacknowledged, and something else that I don't remember right now. Um, and, and it just basically clears all the energy. So um, I don't often do the clearing statement on the radio show anymore. If you would like the clearings from every radio show, because I do do my own personal clearing loop after the show, if you would like them, you can join the Insider Club where you get lots of awesomeness. You get the, the clearings from the radio show each week. You get the radio show before it's... Uh, put out onto Voice America and SoundCloud so you get it a couple days early uh, you get other clearing another clearing loop and lots of other awesomeness so you can reach out to me if you don't have a link to that it's uh, the insider club so so yeah so whew, okay yeah and what if what if all of those times where you were all in and you created something uh, that you know wasn't what you would have liked to create or wasn't yummy or wasn't expansive, what if you acknowledged that you chose all of that and allowed yourself just to be space with it? So it's not from the place of I chose it and I'm wrong or I chose it and I'm right, but acknowledge that you chose it. Because when we acknowledge that we've chose something, what that gifts us is the, um, the acknowledgement that we can actually choose something different next time. So if, if we're kind of playing that victim energy I was talking about earlier, it's like, oh, this is what happens and it always happens to me and, you know, poor, poor, pitiful me. It just happens, 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 happens. And what's actually true is nothing happens to us. We create everything. And so then we look at like, okay, so I created that. I created that I was all in and then that person left me or whatever the situation is. And now what would I like to create? And I mean, it sounds like a pretty basic question. Now what would I like to create? And truly, if you are willing to be aggressively present with that question, and I mean really, really acknowledge what that is in that moment when you ask it, it can change everything because it takes you again it takes you out of victim and this is happening and and puts you into the forward moment of okay what would I like to create and like okay I'd like to be all in in my in my marriage okay cool what's that gonna take um whatever maybe date nights maybe whatever like there's it's gonna be different for everybody so all in in that way What's it gonna take? You're taking action. And then, okay, so what would I like to create here? And if you keep it like, huh. 
trying to find the way to say this. If you keep it non-specific, like if you would like to create, let's again, using the marriage example, you'd like to create a marriage that is uh, nurturing and expansive and orgasmic and fun and joy and humorous and like have all of that. What I would not add in there is with that person. And I know that's very counterintuitive. I get that. And we actually have to go to break right now. But when we come back, I will, I will explain that in detail. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live-streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities www.glenise.net Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit gleniseshughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E, Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about being all in. And when I ended the last segment, I was talking about uh, asking for what you would like and looking at what you'd like to create and keeping it nonspecific with certain things. Because once we add, so going along with the example of the marriage, once we add that person in, you know, if I would have that point of view about my marriage that it has to be, um, it has to be hubby, it limits what's actually possible. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't desire it to be with hubby, that I don't prefer it to be with hubby. It just means that I'm leaving it open and I'm not going to pretend that I know better. Because otherwise, if it couldn't be one of those things with hubby, and that there was, if there was someone else where it could be all of those things and even yummier, wouldn't that be cool? And I just get all this energy. Oh my gosh, that's so funny, you guys. And, and so to me, what this has to do with is really letting go of control and really letting go of the judgments and the conclusions and the expectations and the projections. Because if we're controlling it and we say, you know, let's say the point of view is that if you get married, you should stay married to the same person forever, which is a probably still a pretty big point of view on the planet. It's definitely changed, say, from 50 years ago, and it's still a pretty big point of view. Uh, but if you don't buy that point of view, if you don't have that point of view, how many more possibilities could you be aware of? Now, again, not from the place of I'm looking for someone else. <laughs> you know, we don't have to have it from that. But just not being, not being stuck with it has to be this way. No different than in the I think the first section when I was talking about business. It's like if you have a if you're clear on what you'd like to create, and the business that you're running isn't going to create that for you or with you, I should say. Wouldn't you rather know that? <laughs> like, wouldn't that be very valuable information for you? I, I like, and I get it. I get where this energy is coming up and I get kind of all this like, oh my gosh, if it's not that person, then I have to divorce. And what about the kids? And what about the family? And we've got, you know, 
investments together. Like, all, I mean, I get that. And, and what if we just let that all go? Because really, what else might be possible if you didn't have the point of view that change is bad or change is wrong or it shouldn't change or it has to be the way it's always done? Because <sighs> those are just really, really interesting and limiting points of views. And I know for myself, <clears throat> when I allowed myself the space for it to not be hubby, for it to be hubby or not to be hubby, like not to have a point of view about it. Um, and I sh- I'm going to say not a strong point of view, because I'm not sure that I'm totally point of viewless about it, to be honest, but I'm way less point of viewless about it. Once I allowed myself that space, oh my gosh. I was so clear on what what I did desire and what I did what I was looking for because if I decided it's him then I have to look at what him and I say have created in the past and say okay well then I can only ask for this and this and this and this is where we end up settling because we go oh okay well that person uh, you know, let's say that they don't have a, a sense of humor like you do. And you go, okay, well, I can't have humor in the marriage because they don't have a sense of humor. Instead of going, hey, what would I really like? What would I really like? And maybe, you know, somebody having a sense of humor or your type of humor, because I, I get there's very different senses of humor. Believe me, I know. Um, and so maybe your sense of humor, they don't quite get. So, if you don't have a point of view, it has to be that person and you start asking for what you truly desire, don't limit it. There's a few things that occur, can occur. One, that person can then actually start choosing that because there's one, there's no pressure that they should or they have to or they can't or any of that crazy that maybe you've been projecting onto them or they've been projecting on themselves. Or maybe there is somebody else. And I know that just it's it's just such an interesting energy every time I bring that up guys and it's like what if it's okay for something to end <sighs> because really for me I guess and I don't want to project this out but for me to be all in in the areas of my my living in life whatever you want to call it there's going to be some things that are going to have to change that are going to go away because they're things I'm not all in. You know, when you're kind of one foot in, one foot out. Um, when you start being honest with you about the ones that are creating greater, the ones that you truly desire, those ones that you don't, it's time for them to go. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. If you look back in your life of the times where you have ended something, you have stopped something, you've chose something different. Did it ever create less? And um, that's probably not the, the greatest question, but, um, and, I, and I, you know, don't use your logic with that. Just check in with your awareness. Did it create less? Sometimes it just maybe gave you the awareness to, to choose it again. <laughs> and other times it could have changed your entire life path. I mean, I, I remember years ago, I was uh, 17 and I was living in, I just moved out of my parents' house, moved up to the big city because I'm from a, you know, a very, very small town population, 500 people, uh, moved up to the city. And I moved up there to actually go to, uh, imagine this, a radio uh, jockey uh, training. It was a two-week training to be a radio, a radio show host. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, anyway, so I moved up there with that. I had the the school was all paid for. Everything was ready to go, and I woke up one morning knowing, like knowing. This is you know when we talk about infinite knowing. I infinitely knew. Not that I had those words back then, but I knew that I was not going to that school. And I knew that I was going to go take psychiatric nursing. Like what a bizarre change. And I knew it. Like I absolutely knew it. And that was really uncomfortable for me. And I'm not really sure why. I don't recall why I was so scared to tell my dad. But I was for some reason. And it actually had nothing to do with him. I'd actually paid for the radio school. I, I, I worked you know, as soon as I was kind of old enough to work, I worked. And because I love it, I loved creating and working and doing all sorts of things. So I mean, it really had nothing to do with him. But I remember that being like, for some reason, I thought he was going to be mad at me. 
or something. And so when I, you know, kind of broke it to him, he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, and maybe he knew all along like maybe he knew like I just needed to kind of get the radio DJ thing out of my world I don't know what that was but um and then of course here we go back you know whatever how many years ago now many years ago I started this radio show in 2013 I know it's shocking to me too anyway so like and that I look at that and I go that that changed my entire life that one choice and the willingness to take action because, you know, disappointing my dad, what I had decided would disappoint him or make him upset. Like that, it's to me surprising that I still chose to do it. I'm grateful I did, believe me. But when I just think of like how much courage that took and, and all of that, and then just how, you know, he really did not, it didn't matter to him what I chose. Uh, and, and so where that took me, you know, yeah, I took psychiatric nursing. I went for two years, uh, the two year, it was diploma program back then. I don't think you can do that anymore in Canada. Uh, I think it's a four year program. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, and, and did that and then worked in, basically worked at a job for many years that I didn't need the training for. So I could have actually got that job without the training. And it was just lots of factors and all sorts of things. And obviously I chose it and really gifted me kind of the space to do a lot of other stuff. And then once I took Reiki and then started this business and all of that, like I look back at all of those choices and what it all creates just by us choosing and having the courage to choose and say, hey, this doesn't work for me or this isn't my thing anymore or whatever it might be. Like, like what if we start celebrating making changes rather than avoiding them or pretending or sweeping them under the rug? Because if you're going to be all in, if you're truly choosing to be all in, yeah, how many things are you going to have to let go of? And maybe nothing. And maybe some things. And what if, what if it was all, what if you could do it all with total ease and joy and glory? What if it didn't have to be drama trauma? What if we listened to the feather touches and didn't need to wait for the two by four? Yeah, I mean, really, how much more ease and joy and glory could life be? <sighs> I know. So I keep saying ease and joy and glory. And that is the, the mantra from Access Consciousness. All of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. Ten times in the morning, ten times at night, and any time throughout the day that you require it. Because boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's magical totally magical. Uh, and I would love to invite you to some foundation classes that I have coming up around the world. Uh, the next one is actually right here, right in Sherwood Park. Uh, we're going to have a bars class on April 24th, which is the prereq for foundation. And then foundation is April 25th to 28th. And that is with the new manual, guys. They just did a rewrite in February. So now we are on the new manual. I'm so excited. Then off to Sweden in May. So May 9th to 12th is foundation in Helmstead, Sweden. And May 8th, we're actually going to do a one day exponentializing your capacities with energies, which is also live streamed. So if you would like to join us from the comfort of your home, you can do that. And then May 18th and 19th in Ireland for exponentializing your capacities with energy. So that'll be a two-day class. That one is not live stream, so you're going to have to get your butt to Ireland. But it's in Killarney. It's just a beautiful area, so come on over. Uh, and then July 22nd is bars in Sitka, Alaska. And then July 23rd to the 26th is foundation in Sitka, Alaska. Then we've got the pool party bars and foundation starting October 1st, or sorry, August 1st when the pools open. Uh, and then in Lloydminster, October 3rd, I'm gonna co-facilitate bars with Carrie. And then I'm gonna facilitate foundation October 4th to 7th. Then off to Las Vegas, bars will be October 20th. 23rd, and I'm going to co-facilitate that with Sweet Shelly, and then going to facilitate Foundation October 24th to the 27th in Las Vegas. And then, guess what? It's not on the calendar just yet. It might be by the time you listen to this. 
New York City Baby Foundation, October 31st to November 2nd. Yes, yes. And there will be so many more. Oh, and the other one, not till May 2020, but in Toronto, Ontario. And oh my gosh, how did I get so lucky? So there will be more. And hashtag get your butt to foundation, guys. All of the stuff that I talk about. And it it's, uh, yeah, it will change your life. It will give you, no. Yes, let me rephrase this. It will give you the tools to change your entire life. Whatever isn't working, there is a tool for that. (laughs) There is a tool for that. So how does it get any better? Okay, so let's go back to talking about are you all in? So we've talked about, you know, if you're not, be honest with you about what that is. If you are, what's it going to take? What's required? What do you need to put in place? And some of these things that's to be put in place it might actually be kind of logical stuff and by logical I mean you might need to set your alarm an hour earlier so that you can get up and practice your whatever it is maybe you want to be a dancer so you get up and you practice dancing or maybe you would like to uh, be all in in the business and and it requires uh you to have some quiet time before everybody in your house gets up. So maybe that's what you're getting up early for to do. Or those things where we're actually creating what, like creating the habits. Like what do you need to put in place? If you look at people or even those dancers on the stage, they didn't get there by just dancing whenever. They got there by creating a habit of dancing. Now, with that though, and, and I again, I'm, I'm making it sound like I know them, well, I do know my niece personally, but um, the generalization, I guess we would say, is like they've chose it and also there's a love for it. And I could see that on stage. If you would have been sitting with me, you would have seen it on stage too. There were people there doing it because they were supposed to or they should or they didn't have anything better to do. And then there were people who were embodying it from the love of it. But I can pretty much guarantee, and I'm just going to say pretty much, that there were days that they didn't want to get up and practice either. So this is the thing. This is what I talk about creating the habits. Like what is required for you? You guys, if you've been listening for a while, you know I started seeing a personal trainer in January. When I started, I was seeing her once a week because that's all I would do in terms of leave my house. I know it's ridiculous. And that just worked for me because we tried. I don't need to justify it. So, and then she offered twice a week. And my first reaction was like, no. I said once a week. And I was like, oh, wait. That actually feels fun. And you know what? It has been phenomenal. I mean, I am so freaking grateful that I chose that and what it has gifted me in my sweet body. And are there days that I wish that I didn't have to go? Yeah. And when I'm there, am I grateful I'm there? Yeah. So how does it get any better than that? And truly, what else is possible? So what is required? Those places where you're not all in and you're ready to be and it's time to be and you're, you know, you love it. And yes, what, it, what, do, you, what do you require? And then look at that and w- what's it going to take to put it in place? And then if you're not actually choosing it when you've got all that, then check in again. Is it something you really desire to be all in? Because it's not wrong. If there's something that you're just kind of in, let's say your your friend really loves going to yoga and she's asked you to go to this, I don't know, six-week program uh, and away you're going and you're, I mean, it's okay. You don't mind it. You're not maybe all in, but it's something to do and you get to hang out with your friend and like, that's okay. You don't have to be all in in everything you're doing. That's not what I'm saying at all. And... Is there something that would be more fun for you that you would be all in? Just things to ponder. Just things to ponder. And I just, uh, if you ever get a chance to go to some sort of, I don't know, probably anything like a dance festival, a hockey tournament, you know, all of those things, soccer tournament, all of those would probably give you the same uh, energy or the same information of the people who are there who are all in and the people who are just kind of hanging out and going, yeah, this is cool. Look, look how fun this is. Or, you know, like there's a difference. And it's not that I prefer watching one over the other at all. It's just that, hey, this is really cool to go, wow, 
there's that that is a possibility right there now I will probably never be that with dance that's just not something that's ever been in my world it's not something like it's not so when I look at that a lot of times when people look at that they go oh you know I want to do that and so then they take dance but that's not it it's like I want to be that in everything that I do in all of the possibilities I would love to be that And then it looks, it's about choice. Are you willing to choose it? Are you willing to choose it? And if you're not, there's great information there. So yeah, so many things to think about. And I wonder, I wonder what it would be like to be all in, in every area of your life and living with total ease and joy and glory. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening in. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I look forward to hugging you somewhere on this beautiful planet. Thank you for making The Glenice Show part of your life. Listen again next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and continue changing your life.